In this episode, we're going to be speaking with Norman Yazema about his life in post-independence Zimbabwe. My name is Norman Yazema, born in, on the 13th of September, 1951. Uh, I always say I started school in southern Rhodesia and um, did a little bit of my schooling in Rhodesia and a little bit uh, in uh, Rhodesia in Nyasaland and then left, um, left uh, um, Rhodesia and went to England and came back to work in Zimbabwe. Why don't we start from when you came back from the UK um, right after independence? You come back, uh, you come back Kumbari, and then you go to Kwarare, and then you see your friends, nothing is improving. Okay? And for, for, for some of us who grew up in Harare Township, Harare was full of Mozambicans, Malawians. <laughs> So, so it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a melting pot, to the extent that we, I, I didn't know, I didn't know I, I, until and until I was when we were in England that Domingo, Domingo was do, mm. or Domingos, mm. he, he was a, he was somebody from Mozambique or mm. NATO, you mm. know, you know what I mean. We, that that mm. didn't matter to us, right? I'm mm. saying this. Because at the end, when we came back from England, and when mm. we were in England, people started talking about Manikam, Zezurum, Karanga, and whatnot. Mm. But you've grown up in Barrowway, did, that didn't matter. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I thought I should just also mention that. Yes, fast forward, right? Mm. We come back to we come back from England. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and 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 all along when we were in England. Colis father was in initially was in Birmingham, and then he moved to Leeds to do his PhD in Leeds. But when mm -hmm. he was in Birmingham, we used to I used to visit him, and we used to meet the current cabinet sec, secretary to the cabinet, uh, Miss Expander, was in Birmingham. Mm. Um, and Dara Mtasa was in Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, the late Kariman Zira was in Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember others. But anyway, so that, I, I just thought about when we were in Birmingham because one day we were coming from a party and I don't know where I, because I didn't, I was coming from Liverpool. It was in Birmingham. I didn't know where we were and my friend is drunk. So I said, but listen, how, where, how are we going to get home? But he has the telephone number. He just said, you, you just look for the telephone booth and I'll give you, mm -hmm. I will dial the number and somebody's going to come and pick us up. That was in Birmingham, where we met all these politicians who had been working on our minds in terms of mm. um, politics. Like I was saying earlier on, we got convinced. At that time, uh, you know, we were, we were ZAN. We had become ZAN, right? But when we were in Harare, we were very much ZAPU. Yes. We're very much Zapu. Anybody who could rambare will tell you good was Zano That's a lie. A lot of us we were Zapu. Why? Because Zanu was formed in 1963 and it was it was branded as a party of educated people. So Ngaran Komo and everybody else 
said, no, 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 this is the party for educated people, so it's not for, it's, it's not for the people. Because remember, it had broken away. Mm -hmm. It had broken away from, 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 from Azano, it broken away from Zabu. So mm -hmm. it became a stigma. So, but anyway, now we are now, now in England as students who are also going to college and all that stuff. Obviously, we want to be associated <laughs> with a party yeah. of the elite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's natural. You are young, right? Yeah. And then you say, but listen, why not? Okay? Yeah. So we get exposed to uh, dialectical materialism, socialism, and mm. we even read the Chairman Mao's uh, red book uh, on socialism in China and whatnot, you know? And Das Kapital, and we used to go to my meetings. When I used to come from Liverpool, I'd go to Birmingham, and we used to go to these political meetings, and people would come from Mozambique, right? Or, or Zambia. Oh, yes. These political leaders, right, would come from Mozambique to come and address us because we were the future people who were going to eventually, you know, run the country and so forth. And so you can imagine, in terms of politics, right? I'm such a, I became so much of a, I still am a socialist, mind you, but, um, but, but a socialist who doesn't share poverty, but the kind of socialism that we were, we were told earlier yeah. on, but no, 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 it's about, you know, um, you, you, you share. Then, yeah. then when we came back home and we said, yeah. no, no, okay, I'm a socialist and whatnot, but but you begin to see the way things are happening. I'm at the University of, 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 of Zimbabwe, right? I joined the University of Zimbabwe, the medical school, and it was full of white people. Mm. So I still have this, you know, this, this anti-white mm. mentality. The, mm. University of, uh, the medical school uh, uh, was called Godfrey Huggins, and Godfrey Huggins had been a, a governor who was a racist, right? And so we, we pushed for its change from just a medical school, right? Then um, let me go back bef before going back to England, before going to England, let me go back home. There was a time when whites were very liberal. That's why I was talking about Quindox too, remember? Yeah. Right. So the municipality, I'm telling you, it, it molded a lot of people at that time. When you say the whites were very liberal, liberal, you're yes. saying liberal in the context of a colonial time. Yes. Was it like a tokenism, liberalism? No, 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 no. They really partnership. No, 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 no. They really believed in bringing the living standards of of black people up. That was during the days of a uh, Garfield Todd. That's why he was removed eventually by the people by the people who became very racist ian smith and other you know other you know um uh, edgar whitehead and whatnot but there was a time when the, the, the whites in zim during the federation there was this liberalism yes mm. exactly right so at that time at, at, at that time so there was there was that 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 allowed us that allowed the opportunity that allowed a lot of people to do a lot of things like for example at that time there were so many books i mean you would need to read it but that was the only copy that's the only copy that i have there were so many so many um africans were in business mm. 
entrepreneurs, bosses, like his mother, you know, like his, 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 grand, you know, his, um, his grandmother, right? Mm. And his, his grandfather, right? We used to call him Dara John when we are talking with you, with, because his name was John Chua. So when we are, and me and his father, and his father would be saying, I'm, I'm Dara John, you know, that's his grandfather. He was, he was, he was a successful carpenter. And his, his brother was also into butcheries and stuff like that. They were entrepreneurs. They were allowed mm. to do business, but all those mm. businesses, it's important that you pick up that point. All those businesses, we come back, they were no longer there, right? The question mm -hmm. was, right? Now we come back to, to Zimbabwe where, 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 where we all are socialists, and the, the Marxists, they mm -hmm. were talking about Upambi Wefumi, Pasi, never Pambi Wefumi. This was a word, but Pambi Wefumi were capitalists, mm -hmm. right? And so, and so you, you begin to see, this is what you're saying. But at the same time, you guys are amassing wealth, right? Yeah. You guys are amassing wealth. Yeah. It's just we, we grew up and thinking good. No, we are young, we've come back to the country where we are going to push. Ndaram Komo leaves Zimbabwe dressed like a woman because he wanted to be killed, Namgabe. And we're watching all these things. Mm. Right? But we can't say anything. But when we meet with these guys, we used to meet in Birmingham when we are closed, closed, closed doors. Yeah. They acknowledge that these are problems that are happening. That's when you get you get um, people like the Atam Tambara, right? Atam Tambara, you know, and whatnot, you know, as students, student movement, trying to mm -hmm. there's so much corruption in the country. This is now in the 80s. And at the same time, the same government, right? Mkomo is gone out of the country. Uh, there is now this Gukura Wundi. Gukura Wundi stuff. And people are being killed in Matebelland, you know, and whatnot. And at the same time, we are not being told the truth. But those of us who are in the know, who are very much close mm. to the politicians, because we knew them, we knew, we knew all these guys. They are saying the truth. But we had been to school, you know, in our history textbooks, we used to read about Joshua Nkomo and, and, and Robert Mukata. And these guys are now fighting and whites are laughing. And at the same time, South Africa needs to be liberated. And at the same time, and, and at the same time, there is there is a war in Mozambique. There's more war in Mozambique than right now. Right? And 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 we're saying, but listen, we we support and you're claiming if the, to, to have the most educated cabinet on the continent. It was true at that time. Every minister, there were so many PhDs, there were every, everybody had a degree. From the time that you were born into a colonial state and went to a boarding school with educational right. systems that right. had already had some level of Western philosophy of how political right. systems and turf should be done. Right. Was there ever a time where there was earlier or as you were getting older where you started to reflect on what the ancestral not ancestral but the past ways of systems that may have worked of governance 
that may not necessarily be traditional Western, that you felt like mm-hmm. we were playing on a Western turf with rules uh, that were not meant for us? Yeah, no, no. It, it, remember, a lot of us at that time, right, not now, but a lot of us at that time, you had a rural home. You, you, everyone, every single one of us had a rural home that mm. yeah, you'd go home and then you then come up, come up, come up, come up, you know, come across the so-called sub book. Then you would mm. ask yourself, why is it called a sub book? What does that go to do? That, that doesn't sound vernacular. Why mm. is he a sub book? And apparently it turns out, no, no, he is a person who used to keep a, 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 a book with people in with names of the people in the in the rural areas, right? So, so you you knew who was who, who was where, but whether this was introduced by white people, I'm not so sure. But 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 there was a way, there was a way in terms of governance. Now there was a structure, but which was then also used by the colonialists to then subjugate us. Don't forget, don't forget that the governance that was there. Because we respected our, you respect the chief, you, res, you respect authority, the white people, you know. So we didn't see anything wrong with that at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay? But, and and, and uh, to be honest, it's only after, in, in so-called enlightenment, right? That's when you, start, you begin to, to understand some of, the, some of the bad things about the system. I just want to kind of come back to that place now where you said that you've come back to Zimbabwe, um, that a black economy that you Mm -hmm. had left behind has been dismantled. Mm -hmm. Uh, The political promises are not being met. Met. For you personally, were there any moments in the 80s or the 90s where you were proud of your personal contribution um, or any moments that ring as pivotal moments for your personal contribution, regardless of whether it was part of the political yes. system or not? Yes, okay, yes. Because when I was in England, and I was pre- 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 I, I, I finishing off my, my postgraduate, I came in, in, I came, remember I said I was the chairman of the uh, Patriotic French Students Association. Mm. And in that group of student, student Patriotic French Students Association, guess who was, who was one of the members? Strive Masio. Right. Mm. Okay. Strive was was one of the members, and he comes. Mm. And I am at the University of Zimbabwe, and he's uh, he's with the PTC, Post and Telecommunications. Right. Mm-hmm. He then he then sets up his he then sets up a, a IBDC, Indigenous Business Council, mm-hmm. because because at that time the, the 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 economy was still in the whites in the in the in the hands of whites. So he sets this up, and I'm just taking along. I'm just a lecturer at the University of Zimbabwe and whatnot. But he's into business. He's into this council together with yeah. people like um, James Makamba, uh, a lot of other people, right? They've yeah. got this indigenous, and they used to meet with Mugabe, yeah. right? And say, listen, how do we turn this our economy into into black hands? look at mm. what has happened because everything is still in the control of white people so they set up this this indigenous business council and in the process just fast forward Stripes then starts his own company called retrofit and you know i mean the background i'm just giving moral support we're discussing things you know uh, at home we comes we talk you know and then he sets up his company econet mm-hmm. 
okay? Sets up his company called Econet, and we are we are trying to get a license. And at that time, I'm the chairman of um, I'm the chairman of Consumer Council of Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. and I set up a telephone users association of Zimbabwe, which had only ten members. So I would write I would write a, an affidavit and say, you know, yeah. people are not happy with the telecoms system in Zimbabwe. You must you must privatize. Mm. That's how I got involved in Econet. Mm. Okay, then I became the chairman of Econet, and Econet is what it is today, right? Okay, mm. so there it's because when we're starting to fight for for indigenization, you know, they're mm. talking about indigenization of the economy as if it is something new. No, mm. and then you ask yourself, all those businesses that were there, right? How come we're not talking about indigenous businesses? But there were these businesses that were there before during the colonial yeah. days. What happened to them? You won't believe it. Where do you have a sense of pride until today, regardless of whether it's been acknowledged or not? Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, okay. So on the business side, you know, just just contribute. I thought you're talking general. Now, in, in my in professionally, right? Mm-hmm. Enter a enter HIV in the early eighties, okay? Mm-hmm. Enter HIV in the early eighties, and uh, and, 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 and at that time, it was called, HIV at that time was called um, grip. Mm-hmm. Grip. grip, not greed, mm-hmm. but grip. G-R-I-D, grip, standing for gay-related immunodeficiency syndrome. So it was a disease that was only found among gays, okay, mm-hmm. at that time. That's what it was said, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, 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 I, there is no cure for it at that time, mm. even today, right? Now, me and a, a pharmacologist, right? I'm keen to understand this disease, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm keen to understand this, this disease. And then I, I'm the chairman of the Consumer Council of Zimbabwe, okay, at that time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm involved, I'm, I get to understand uh, the, the Consumer Council, remember, Consumer Council. I'm into mm-hmm. consumer rights. Mm-hmm. And my my issues about rights are access to me, are access to access to help. Mm. Okay, then I, I'm I'm seeing that no, um, a lot of people have no access to health, right? Because because the system uh, the, the system that we had inherited was only looking for was only looking after after the colonialists and whatnot. But all of a sudden. Uh, now we are independent and the country can't afford to look after everybody. I came up with a patient's charter. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the Consumer Council. It's a patient's charter. So what's that patient? Just show a brief summary of what it is. A, a patient's charter talks about the right to health. Yes. Wow. Right? But I mean, now I'm just talking about it to you because I mean, normally I don't talk about it, but <laughs> I would just, you just want to know, right? Uh, my protection, we are the sort of educated, the elite, and the we're teaching at the elite. medical school and mm-hmm. everything. Pharmacology, professor, exactly. professor, you can imagine. So I use that to push my agenda, which I eventually, which I eventually did. But yeah. HIV now is increasing in Zimbabwe, right? Yeah. Numbers are increasing. We can no longer call it greed. It's now a disease that is being that is being that is also um, you know being 
experienced by the heterosexuals. Yeah. Okay. I get myself involved in in the national uh, HIV policy uh, formulation. Mm -hmm. the, can, the, the current HIV policy formulation that we have in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. I was part and parcel of the team that developed it. But in addition to that, right? It's no use saying, okay, we need this policy. We need uh, things like you know anybody um, uh, who discloses somebody's status yes, must be criminal, whatnot. But that's one thing from a social point of view. But where are the drugs that are needed for other diseases that these people are suffering from? Mm. Then developed a, a, a drug policy for Zimbabwe. Mm. Okay, drug policy for Zimbabwe. And then I became the nation. Um, I became the chairman of the uh, national drugs and therapy, national drugs and therapy policy for Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. Right, and then and then with that noise, I was also making quietly. Right, then I became also the um, the vice chairman of medicine control authority of Zimbabwe. Yeah, for you know, so and 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 then you see, then I realized in our in our in our society, talk and act, so that people won't won't be able to touch you, but if you just talk 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 and they don't see they don't see deliverables then you're in serious trouble i had sort of developed when i came in and i told you that the medical school was full of white people right mm. and i was young and i was not treated very well and i remember stretching my arm to shake hands with one of the colleagues in the department he refused to shake hands with me because mm. he thought i probably am a technician because these white, white, white people never thought some of us had gone out there to, yeah. to, to train in the areas that we had trained in. So to me, I was saying to myself, well, you know, if I, if, if, a white, if I could deal with white people like this, I'm not going to allow my own type, you know, so, so it, 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 it helped me sort of continue to work uh, to do the kind of thing that you probably are reading on the internet. I don't know where you're, where you're getting it. So you had started talking about when you were in the diaspora um, and interacting with the future leaders of the country, that those interactions were mostly positive. Right. And that when you came back, that they were acting differently. What do you think drove that change in them? And what do you think was the reason of why they were acting so differently from what you expected? They were just nationalists. They just wanted to get the white men off the chair. That's all, you know. But otherwise, at the bottom, at the bottom of it all, no, 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 no. It was for all. It was basically for themselves. Post. I mean, politics. That's what politics is all about. Now I begin to understand. Politics is about. It's, it's masquerades. Uh, it masquerades as uh, people's interests, but actually, no, it's self-interest. No, 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 no. We were so naive. In fact, that's one thing that you must learn, right? Mm. They will attack you from all angles. Yeah. But if you're working, if you're working, people would say, but what's your problem? But he's mm. indeed the one who did A, B, C, and D. So what yeah. is your problem? And the people turn around and say, listen, now this is personal. You're not looking yeah. at what he's saying. In terms of my own contribution, I think uh, yeah. that's what I've done. 
do you have any advice for those of us uh, in my generation who are either on the continent or far afield in the diaspora? No, I was saying, uh, I don't think after, after Floyd, um, Floyd's death or murder, it, it, it doesn't matter where you are as a, as a black person. I think it's important for you to remember that there is Africa, which still needs to be developed to the extent, like into the extent uh, the other continents have been developed. Uh, we have everything. I mean, we've got the natural resources and anybody who is out there in their diaspora, uh, stay there, um, stay there and make a living there. But if you can, in, 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 inject some money, in, in, inject some money on, on, on the continent and inject it in places where you know you can recoup your, 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 your investment, you know, and then continue living wherever you are living. You know, that's the way I look. I, 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 that's the way I look at it. And we ended with um, the African national anthem, Nkosi Sigelela Africa. I mean, this was, a lot of people who are younger won't know, but this was Zimbabwe's national anthem for a while before South Africa became independent. And it's yeah. now South, the South African national anthem, but in all, it's actually the African national anthem. The song that we played was, uh, was sung by uh, Miriam Makeba and Lady Smith Black, Black Mambazo and uh, Paul Simon. Yeah, I mean, I think it's brilliant. I, it's my favorite anthem. And I think that the idea of the anthem, of that anthem is that colonial, the colonialists actually were the ones who bought countries. So we were praying for the blessing of the whole of Africa. Because if one country was still enslaved, the whole of Africa was still enslaved. So we were praying for the liberation of it all. So the Bob Marley song um, we played at the beginning of the episode um, is called Zimbabwe. Um, it's very interesting. Bob Marley came to Zimbabwean performed um, a freedom concert and it was quite a popular um, song and moment. And um, from my recollection, I think it's the first song with our new name, Zimbabwe Zimbabwe, which means house built on a rock or house of stone. So our colonial name was Rhodesia and this is the first time I think a published song of Zimbabwe was released. And it was also like at the at uh, the independent celebrations, which is what makes it so special. Yeah. 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 And everybody like it's I think that a lot of people, our parents generation, remember that time and remember the song for yes. sure. <laughs> 